I know fitness is important, but I don't have time to keep up with all the fads and celebrity workouts that come and go. I need something backed by real science that will get real results and fits into my schedule. Caliber has been a lifesaver. It's a science-based fitness coaching program covering strength, nutrition, and healthy habits, completely customized to my needs and abilities. All I did was fill out their online assessment, and Caliber did the rest. The best part is, I'm not in it alone. Caliber paired me with an expert personal trainer who checks on my progress and keeps me motivated and on track. And I'm not the only one getting results. Caliber is top-rated on Trustpilot with 4.9 out of 5 stars. On average, members achieve a 20% or better improvement in their body composition by week 12 of the program. Start a science-based fitness program you'll actually stick with. Get $100 off at CaliberStrong.com slash podcast. That's CaliberStrong.com slash podcast.
welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. We have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping, fam? Appreciate y'all being in this edition of the Coma. Much love to the fam. Appreciate you. Please feel free to hit the like button, the subscribe button, smash the hell out the bell, and share the show on your social media feed. We up in this thing. Another episode of the Coma. Closing out the uh, the Saints mini camp day three. We'll go over the observations right here from the Saints News Network. Shout out to our fam over there. We've got several interviews that we're going to play. Coach Dennis Allen, his thoughts on the mini camp. Cam Jordan chimes in, as well as Taysom Hill and Tyron Matthew. We're going to hear from those guys and react to those guys as well in this episode of the Coma. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to please smash the like button. And uh, if you got questions or comment, please feel free to throw them in the chat. Any questions, throw them in there and I'll do my best to answer them. So shout out to all the fam. Uh, the belated birthday boy, OG Jerry Paul, shout out to you. Good to see you. Mocha, shout out to you. Jason, shout out to you as well. Good to see brother Eric in this thing. Shout out to you, KB. What's happening, Queen? Shout out to you. Good to see everybody, man. Much love. Five star. I think that's five. Tart JB, shout out. Oh, I hope I got that right, man. Gundam, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you as well. Much love to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all. What's up, Trey? Shout out to my dog, Trey, in the building as well. Good to see y'all, man. Appreciate y'all being in this thing baby i shout out to ken man much love he says Derek carr and the rest of the starters should play in the preseason i would say at least a quarter in every game do everything to avoid injuries build game speed reaction chemistry season opener thank you ken all right yeah it's uh what's up t roy shout out to your fan appreciate you i don't know if they'll play him in the preseason uh, you know that's kind of up to the, the head coach to decide on how he's gonna do that we don't you know I don't know if we're going to see him that much, maybe a series or two, you know, I, I, and you know how it goes that if they get hurt during preseason, all hell, all fire will rain from the sky upon the coach uh, because his $150 million quarterback got knocked in, uh, and hurt in the preseason. Boy, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't like to be Dennis Allen when that happens. You know what I mean? But yeah, I get what you're saying. Real games, uh, you know, reputate real game reps, help in any way, shape, or form as we get close to the season, man. So shout out to you. Thank you for the comment. Much love. All right. Shout out to your fam. Appreciate y'all. All right, Rose. Shout out to your fam. Good to see you. Dana, what's popping, queen? Uh, shout out to you. as Terry. Shout out to you, Terry. Good to see you, fam. All right. All right. He says, how's JB? JB, 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 JB. Uh, I'm drawing blanks there, my brother. That's uh, not Jameis Winston, but uh, who, who you referencing? All right, uh, he says, what if Jabu, okay, he says, what if Jabu looks, he say, what if Jabu looks great in preseason? If he looks really good in preseason, I still don't think that impacts what they're going to do with Derek Carr, to be honest with you. I still think that that really doesn't kind of help in terms of Jameis. You know what I mean, fam? I still think it's Derek Carr's job to win. He has to really stink, really stink or get hurt for Jameis Winston to have an opportunity they probably get in there. And then again, I have to rethink that because remember what happened last year when you see Andy Dalton look kind of pedestrian at times in games when you see the offense not going anywhere. And instead of putting Jameis Winston in there, we just sat there and watched the Saints sink in the mud. You know, I, I don't know, fam. I don't know. You know, that's a that's a good one there. So I don't know. If he, like I said, I still think Jameis is, is relegated, delegated to the backup quarterback. Well, what's up, Tayno? Shout out to your fam. Appreciate you as well. All right. Much love. All right. All right. Appreciate. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Gundam. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. I hear you. Just sign Quan Alexander 
<laughs> yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah, we talked about this a while ago, man. You know what? You know about the Quan Alexander thing. He's still out there, you know. And like we said, he worked for one what one point two million last year. He played in what sixteen games. He wasn't really, you know, he he played in a lot of games last year for the Jets. And then if you think about it, if you go back into your Saints memory, remember why he left. The Saints went to him and say, hey, we like Pete Werner. Uh, You know, Pete Werner's our guy. We want you to be his backup. And Quan Alexander said no and left, right? He went up to the Jets. He did his thing. And played pretty decently for him. They're advocating to sign him back, by the way. There's a lot of the Jet faithful that's advocating to bring Quan Alexander back. He played really cheap, 1.2. He was trying to get a multi-year deal. It didn't work out, right? Y'all remember that? And how does that change now? Okay, like if you go into his psyche, you say, okay, the reason why he left the first time, the Saints wanted him. He elected to leave, remember? And that's, you know, I got a pretty decent memory on this type of thing. And he decided to go because he didn't want to see, sit behind Pete Werner. Little did he realize that had he had stayed, you know, here, he would have gotten plenty of opportunities to play. And Cade Nellis wouldn't have got broke off. Let me just. <laughs> so Cade Nellis need to take him, to, you know, send him some Uber money or not Uber, uh, what you call it, uh, 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 DoorDash money and let him order him a steak and potato. Because if it wasn't for Quan Alexander saying, hey, man, let me go ahead on and go up here and go ahead and go see if I can get a multi-year deal. Imagine what, how would that have impacted Caden and Ellis? If you think about it, I mean, for real, think about that. Boy, that'd have been that Caden Ellis thing, man, that'd have been totally different looking. Wouldn't it family? That would have looked totally different. So it's just crazy how one thing, you know, you know, how these things happen with decision here and then a break and open here. And it's just, it's just amazing how it all, uh, how it all opens. Right. Pretty cool. But yeah, but you know, Will he be willing to sit behind Pete Werner now? You know, that's the question. Because you got to look at it from Quan's perspective. He's looking to see if he can go somewhere where he have an, op- have an opportunity to start. The Saints told him, no, listen, you're going to sit behind this guy. or you, you, He'll be the third linebacker. Would he be willing to come back and settle for a third linebacker position, you know, you know behind Pete Werner? Would he be willing to go for that? Because he looked absolutely great when he was here before. Him and him and Demario Davis looked great, you know. And Pete Werner and Mario look, you know, Demario looked good, but they looked really great out there playing that defense. He was a hand to glove fit for the Saints defense, so it wouldn't be a bad move. Matter of fact, it makes a lot of sense because he wouldn't cost you a lot of money. He's familiar with your system. He's he's a LSU guy, and they still have a lot of LSU guys here. Ty, you know, Tyron Matthews on the team, so it would make a lot of sense for him to come and be on the Saints squad. It's just is he willing to accept that role? Because I don't think the Saints going to say, listen, you, we bring you here to compete with Pete Werner. No, no, no. Pete's the starter. Demario's the starter. And you will act as their backups. Or you can compete for the third linebacker position against Zach Bowen. And then when we go into our 43 defense, the little we do play, then you have an opportunity to get out there. But then again, think about it from this perspective. Pete Werner misses games. The last couple of years, that's what he's done. Quine will get an opportunity to play. So, is he cool with that? That's the whole other thing. Is he cool with that? That that would be the question. All right, Colorado, shout out to you, fam. Good to see you. Appreciate you, man. Hope you're having a good afternoon as well. Brother Rose says Traquan projected 45. <laughs> and you know what? I hope the man do good, man. I don't mean to laugh at him, bro. 
I, I, I don't mean to laugh at the man. I wish he well. What's up, Levine? Shout out to you, brother. What's up, Bruce, bro? Shout out, fam. Uh, what's up, Slade? Much love. I hope the man do really good, fam. I want to see every one of these guys excel because they're on the team. I really do, man. I want to see guys win. I want them. See, I want to see people successful. But it's it's you know, Traquan Smith is the he's, he's since he's been here and my really solid take on him. No, no, uh, you know, back and forth on is that he is and he's he, one word descri- describes Traquan Smith's tenure as a New Orleans Saints wide receiver, inconsistent. That that's that's what he's been. He's been inconsistent because he's had opportunities. The Saints gave him opportunities before they started bringing Taysom Hill in the wide receiver room. And that's why they had to bring Taysom Hill in the wide receiver room. They needed a spark from that position. And they took Taysom, who was supposed to be a quarterback, who does a lot of running like a running back, and put him over there. And he was stealing Traquan Smith reps from him. See, I remember all this stuff. <laughs> so one word to describe Traquan Smith's tenure as a Saints third-round draft pick wide receiver Outside of saying the man's a bust, he never lived up to expectations. I doubt he'll live up to him now. It's been he's been exposed to the same offense his entire tenure here. He should know it better than most of these guys, except for you know, like a Michael Thomas. They've given him opportunities to start, and he'll go out there and just outside of blocking. Okay, he drops passes, and it's just what it is, man, with this guy. You know, and people are people ain't blind, they see what time it is. All right, Sam, what's up, Bam? Says Quine has made it uh, through one season healthy doesn't and doesn't play special teams. That's a good point. Thank you, Sam. That's a good point on the special teams thing because that's a big part of it. He, If he is not a starting linebacker, he would have to get used to playing special teams. Is he beyond that at this stage of his career? That's another question. Thank you for that. All right, Trey says incomplete. There you go. All right. Yeah, hey, man, it's, that's just what it is. Gundam says Traquan lets you down when you really need him to step up. He's not a G money player. And that's what it is. The, the whole, that's what the thing is. And Traquan cannot get upset at that when he hear people saying that about him because you, you give, they're giving you what you're giving them. They're telling you that you're inconsistent at what you do. And, that, and he can't dispute that. He might not like it. So he, he has to improve. But they, they, man, these people gave this, put a third round grade on, drafted him, you know, out of what was it, Central Florida? Wait, 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 where was he drafted? I forget. But they drafted him with a third-round pick. We're thinking about pairing him with Michael Thomas. He was supposed to be Michael Thomas's wide receiver, the deep guy opposite of Mike. He was supposed to be comboed with Michael Thomas. You know, but as we know, the ship done passed because Chris Olave's here, and now you got all these other fantastic guys in the building. We're going to see, man. We're going we're gonna to see if it's a long shot. You, you would think about it, but we definitely – are good to see guys like Washington in the wide receiver room, Shaq Davis, Mike Malik Flowers. Uh, who else? Uh, there's a lot of talent in the wide receiver room, and Traquan Smith knows a lot of the Saints' playbooks. But even a couple of days ago, he was in practice dropping passes. You can't do that, man. But then again, hold on. Do the Saints see that? Because he was doing that the year before, and he still made the team over guys that were balling out all, all over. And he still made the team. So I don't know what the thinking is when it comes down to that. But anyway, Y'all just keep uh, shooting those questions, fam. And we're going to get into it, man. And we're going to keep talking about it, man. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the stream, man. And on this episode of the show, man, we're going to go over these news notes and items dealing with what's going on with the black and gold. So, all right. All right. All right. So, anyway, man, let's get into it, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, brother Derek. Shout out to you, man. That Yeah, they just reported that. That was 40, 41 minutes ago. 
that they talked about the Saints sign Kiki Kuti and Lynn Bowden and cut Malik Flowers. That's, that's yeah, yeah, too bad for that. Yeah, they just broke it. I'm going to cover it momentarily, my friend. I'm going to get through these uh, Saints minicamp day three notes. Shout out to John Hendrickson. Final day of Saints minicamp in the books. Here's what happened at Thursday's practice. Some minicamp is already over. We have to wait a while before we get more action. However, it'll be here before you know it. Here's everything that went on down in Thursday's practice notes and observations. In day three, attendance, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Anthony Johnson, and DB Cesar Ruiz were among those not spotted at the final minicamp practice. Coach Allen said afterwards, Olave was not feeling well and is dealing with Achilles inflammation. However, it's not considered serious, according to Allen. Olave did show up at the end of practice to watch as far as Ruiz, he's been in the building. Now, listen, fam, I'm hoping it's nothing and they're saying it's minor. They're reporting it as minor. But when he said that, that took me back to last year when he said that about Paulson Adebo and Paulson Adebo ended up spending a lot of time out. Y'all remember that? So the way he said that, man, I hope this is not the case. I hope it's nothing. But this, but he said something like this before. And it, it actually about Paulson Adebo and it actually turned into something. Y'all remember that? So hopefully it ain't nothing like that. No changes in who was not participating, Kendra Miller, you know, Benjamin, Nick Saldaveri, Miller Four star, Trevor Penning once again went through team stretches while Michael Thomas worked off to the side. Camp Jordan was present stretching again, but didn't partake in the team drills. One of the things Coach Allen said regarding training camp is that he only anticipates one player being questionable for the start, but he's optimistic here. He, would say, he wouldn't say who it was. Now, the rotation, Saints rolled out familiar offensive line today. Interesting look involved Andrus at left tackle. On Wednesday, from left to right, consisted of Hurst, Pete, McCoy, Throckmorton, and Ramchek. With Olave, Shahid out of action, Brian Edwards, and Keith Kirkwood got more looks at the top receiver spot. Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, Traquan Smith, Foster Morrow, and Keith Merritt were all part of the rotation in the red zone work. The second pairing of offensive line had Landon Young, Lewis Kidd, Alex Philstrom, Yasir Durant, and Storm Norton there. Defensively, the Saints rotated a good bit with their defensive line having Carl Grandison, Peyton Turner, Nathan Shepard, Tanu Passanior, and Brian Breesey. Pete Warren and Demario were at linebacker with Paulson Adebo and Mashawn Lattimore on the outside. JT Gray, Tyron Matthew, and Marcus May all got safety work. Good play. Play of the day. Two plays stuck out today on the 7-on-7. Both came from Carr. Carr hit Elvin Kamara on the rub route working in the red zone where he was able to get behind Pete Werner for a touchdown. The second was right after Carl uh, Carr hitting Jawan for a fade route over Alante Taylor. They both were good throws and executed uh, the plays very well. So more Michael Thomas. Again, we saw Mike Thomas doing work off to the side during special teams drill with quarterbacks specifically Derek Carr. Thomas was working on fades, back shoulder catches, toe taps, and even went to the ground to make some grabs. Thomas is making full speed cuts and running about five to seven yards during his reps. He's expected to be full goal, full goal by training camp, full goal. No restriction, no ramp up periods, full goal, which is positive because he got that one year deal to prove it, man. You know, and, and, Michael, I'm praying for you, man, that everything I know you're going to go through this entire season, man. You're going you're gonna to show him you still got it, brother. QB performance. Derek Carr finished 13, uh, excuse me, three of five on the seven on seven. Neither Jameis or Taysom completed a pass in their series. Winston went 0 for four and Hill went 0 for two. In team, Carr went six of nine, got the team into the end zone, while Winston went four of four and also got the offense in. Taysom finished two of six but didn't find the pay dirt. Carr looks sharp again. 
two-minute offense sequence was good to, the good to see here. Carr hit the first three passes, the first one, a short one to Traquan Smith, then the comeback route to Keith Kirkwood working against Ladder Daddy. Then he found Jawan Johnson over the middle for a big game. Then Paulson Adebo had a pass breakup on the fade route. Carr uh, came back after that nicely executed fullback screen, Adam Prentice. After a spike, Carr found James Washington on a curl route inside the 10-yard line, then capped off the series with a touchdown in the flats to the fullback Prentice. Carr is making some really good throws and decisions early on, which is something you obviously love to see. So good to see Carr getting a grasp of what the Saints want him to do. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Winston also looks sharp, sharp in the two-minute drills. Uh, Winston's work in the situation offense was also something worth pointing out. Winston got to the team, uh, got the team in the end zone after hitting A.T. Perry on the left side, who made a good move after the catch to pick up some extra yardage. He then found Foster Monroe down the scene for a good pickup, followed up by hitting Ellis Merriweather over the middle for a good game. And the next play saw Winston keep the ball and take it in the end zone, but they ended up running the play again, and it didn't matter as Winston hit Malik Flowers for the touchdown. Winston's movement has been pretty good so far, which is an encouraging sign. We're not expecting any type of quarterback controversy this season, but seeing Winston able to do these things, uh, these kind of things, is good to see. Yeah, no count, no hardware, no braces, no none of that on Jameis as we showed. And I'm going to have some footage I'm going to show uh, as well as we get to our interview section in a, sex, in a session. Second. All right. Special teams battle going on. We're officially entering the kicking battle going into training camp. Lutz and Group A look sharp today as they made each of the six kicks from various spots. What you can appreciate about both of their efforts was the fact that we had a fairly strong win today and they had three kicks each and they rotated. Not to be overlooked. There was some nice punts from Luke Hetley out there with some good hang time. Still love to, uh, to give the nod. You want to give the nod to Blake Gilligan, but I would expect Hetley to push a little here. Both had really nice directional kicks and had some split work today. Credit the Saints for finding some players to make it interesting. Stock up moves. Okay, let's talk stock up and general observations. A lot of focus is on Alante Taylor and deservingly so, but don't overlook Paulson Adebo. He had two pass breakups today and didn't allow a catch on three targets. Big day for Saints linebackers. Younger players like Nephi Sewell and Anthony Orgy made some good plays today. Sewell had a nice pass breakup on the angle route to Kamara which is no easy task. Orja had a pass breakup on the end zone pass to Brian Edwards. Both of these players were seven on seven with Winston at the QB. Andrew Dowell, Andrew Dowell also had a pass breakout working against Kamara on the option route when Hill was at the QB on the seven on sevens. Now Taysom Hill was working with the quarterbacks group again today. Interesting, interesting. That's where he's been, but he's getting the reps ahead of Jake Hayner. We'll see if it keeps up during training camp, but Hill said after practice that he doesn't know until he gets to the facility, what his role is. 
is going to be. When the Saints were working on some punts out of the end zone, Jawan Johnson was there as a personal protector. Could be he's getting a little bit more familiar with the role. It could be nothing. We expect Hill to be one of the main guys there. Kirk Merritt sighting is there to stay in the running backs from. That's where he's been working and will continue to work. He's he's really having an interesting outlook for the final roster. And I could absolutely see him making it at running back four with special teams work. Yes, I agree. Thank you, uh, John Hendricks, man. Appreciate you uh, for your observations, man. Love his reports, man, because he's thorough, man. He always gives you the game. It's almost like his writing puts you right there. So shout out to John Hendricks. Appreciate you, man. Uh, about the key, the, the Kirk Merritt commentary there. Absolutely, man. We talked about this last year. Right? You know what I'm saying, fam? Kirk Merritt was supposed to make the team last year. He was balling. He was balling in these, these camps, the small camps. It came to the big camp. And then in the preseason, Kirk Merritt was the guy that was really stepping up and showing out. He was doing work at the wide receiver. He was doing work at the running back, you know, and he was putting in some work. He even did a little special teams uh, work there. And then when the season came, they put him on the practice squad and then they put somebody else in his place. So I was like, wow, wow, you know, what you want the guy to do? I, he did everything you want him to do. He's supposed to make the team. Hopefully that type of thing don't happen this year with Kirk Merritt. But man, once again, Kirk Merritt is uh, showing showing some game there. All right, fam, let's jump into this report right here. The Saints announced the signing, uh, you know, of two of two people in wave three others, according to the report. Bob Rose on the scoop, Saints News Network in the building. All right, Saints signed wide receiver Kiki Colty and Lynn Bowden Jr. on Thursday. Both of these guys to have return acumen to them. They're both pretty good speedsters there, especially I like Lynn Bowden, very versatile player. On Thursday, the final day of minicamp, also the Saints wave undrafted rookie. All right, sorry about that, fam. The Saints, uh, uh, let's see, they waived undrafted rookie Malik Flowers, undrafted running back Sher- Sher- Roderick Thompson, and offensive lineman Yusir Durant, ESPN reporter Phil Yates reported the news that Bowden and Kuti, hope I'm saying his name right, were invited for the minicamp trials early this week. Now, a little bit about Lynn Bowden Jr. He was a 25-year-old uh, third-round pick by the Raiders back in 2020, so he got another guy uh, with Raider ties right here. Uh, he was traded to the Dolphins at the end of training camp that season. Bowden caught 28 passes for 211 yards and 10 games for the Dolphins back in 2020. After sustaining an injury during his 21 training camp with the Dolphins, he was released with an injury settlement. He'd be picked by the Patriots where he had appeared in one game and spent the rest of the year on the practice squad. All right. He's six feet, 200 pounds, and he spent time at running back during his collegiate career. He ran for over 1,400 yards with 13 touchdowns for Kentucky in 2019 while catching 114 passes for 1,303 yards in three seasons with the Wildcats. And like I said, family, when uh, Lynn Bowden, when he was at, 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 at Kentucky, he was a playmaker for these guys. He straight out the SEC. He was a playmaker for them. Speed, versatility. You know, he got a little bit of everything going on. So, you know, what's going on here with the Saints? We love what Malik Flowers potentially could be, but do the Saints see? Obviously, they see more in Bowden and what he can be with, you know, in terms of contributing right away with that NFL experience. Very interesting. Kiki Colty, hope I'm saying that name right. 26 was a fourth-round pick by the Texas in 2018's draft out of Texas Tech. In five years, he had 85 catches for 966 yards, four scores. He also spent some time returning punts. He averaged over eight yards per attempt. And he played his first three years with the Texans where he had 83 catches for 941. His best season was in 2020, catching 33 passes for 400 yards, three scores. He, all, he was released by 
the Texans in 21. He spent the last two years with the Colts, just two passes over two games with the squad. Now he's 5'11", 180 pounds, 159 catches, over 2,400 yards and 17 touchdowns in three years at Texas Tech. He has 93 catches for 14-29 and 10 scores in 2017, earned him first team all Big Ten, uh, 12 honors. He now has, now New Orleans now has a crowded wide receiver room. All-Pro Michael Thomas, second-year star Chris Olave will be the two top targets with 22 undrafted rookie surprise. Rashid Shahid expected to compete at the third position. The Saints also added free agents Brian Edwards, James Washington this offseason, as well as six-round draft choice A.T. Perry. They compete with Kuti, Bowden, and returning veterans Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood to round out the depth chart. That's also Shaq Davis there uh, to throw into the mix as well. So, man, listen. Uh, you know, hey, man, this this is going to be interesting for the Saints. So the Saints add two uh, speeds to receivers, man, to the t- so, man, listen, it's just it just keeps getting better for the Saints. Right. They're looking at that special that special teams run, man, that kick return game. Hope we can get better blocking here. All right. Shout out to the fam, man. Thank you all for being here, man. Hit the like button. What's up, Farouk? Shout out to you, man. Professors in the building. Shout out to the professor. Don't sleep on the Debo. Yes. Yes, indeed. 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 So that's the latest. All right, fam, let's jump into some some of our latest uh, round of interviews. This is Dennis Allen, man, on this last uh, day at training camp. Uh, Like to hear it go. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear it. I think it's been, you know, a heck of an offseason for us, uh, both in terms of, you know, our preparation, in terms of player uh, acquisition. Um, I like where this football team is right now. I'm excited about uh, what we're building here. We obviously have a long way to go, uh, but yet I think we're heading all in the right direction. How much did the way Derek handled the two minute at the end and the, and the way he's handled those? Yeah, look, I think it's been great. I think we can't put our guys through enough of those situations. It, it's as much game like as we can possibly create uh, in this environment. And so uh, there's a lot of good stuff for us to learn off on the tape, both offensively and defensively. And look, at the end of the day, it was a down six situation. We still had to finish it off with the extra point. So um, I thought the execution was really good in those situations. But his performance in particular, you liked, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he, he uh, the, the object there. Now, obviously, it was an advantageous spot for the for the offense and that we started the ball in plus territory. I wanted to get some red zone work there. Um, so, but I, look, the whole key to two-minute offense, two-minute defense is being able to, in a chaotic situation, be able to slow your heartbeat down and be able to think clearly uh, and react clearly in those situations. And, and uh, yeah, I thought he did a nice job. What is it about Derek that makes him good just historically in those situations? Like, what does he have in his demeanor that? Uh, look, yeah, I think it's all part of what his personality is. Um, I think Derek's built really from the from the neck up. You know, and that's really what you have to be able to do in those situations. So he he, he does a great job of uh, thinking clearly and understanding exactly what we're in in that situation. The last play there got us to the right call, got us to the right play with the time running with very little time on the clock. So uh, it was obviously good for us to see. How much better do you think you are than the, the team that finished last year? Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't want to get into comparisons in terms of where we were last year. Um, it, it really is not going to have any bearing on what we are. 
Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Uh, this year, uh, I do feel like that, um, like I said earlier, I feel like, you know, I feel good about where we're at and the direction that we're headed. And uh, But yet we still got a ton of stuff that we got to work on and, and, and improve on. Dennis, do you expect, I know y'all been managing your guys with the training camp in mind. I mean, do you expect to have everyone health-wise? Yeah, I think, I think as we sit here right now, there's one player that, uh, you know, may be questionable for the start of training camp, although I'm optimistic that he'll be ready. But uh, I, I, I feel pretty good about having everybody here for, for training camp healthy and ready to go. Can you tell us who that one player is? No. <laughs> Dennis, it seems like uh, for a tough competition for the kickers, right? Uh, yeah, who do y'all I, think that player is, man? Who do y'all think the player he's talking about is? Throw it in you know, the chat. Kicker being one of them, I think there's some good competition in the defensive backfield. Um, I think there's some good competition at the wide receiver position. So um, I, I was saying the other day, I feel like we've got, I feel like we've got some pretty good depth uh, in terms of the start of training camp. So. That's one of the things that has me excited. In your, in your self-scout after the season, do you think there was a lot of things that, that you could do better? Any, any, anything that kind of stood out and you, you said, hey, as a head coach, I've got to do this? Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into all the things that, that maybe I could have done better. Certainly, when you don't have the outcome that you're looking for, um, Everybody could have done something better. And and what we did last year wasn't good enough. We all understand that. We've all got to be better, uh, and we all will be better. Yeah. Now, see, I don't like that. Now, Ed Daniels asked, that was a good question by Ed Daniels, asking the, the question. Now, that, that gets me. You remember, we talked about this yesterday. And I said to myself, like, to our media family members that's out there, you know, you know, kind of ask that question. Now, that's, I guess that's the closest I'm going to get, like Dennis Allen. How do you, how did you as a head coach improve to make sure we don't get the same seven and nine results or seven and whatever it was last year that we got? What do you, what, what are you doing? What did not we, but you, you the head coach, what are you doing to make sure you handle your business? You, not them or we. And notice how he rephrases, he talks about it, it's like everybody could have done it better. That's not what I'm looking for, bro. You the head coach, man. What have you done as a person, as a coach, to make yourself better? What have you done? You. So, I mean, I, I didn't like that response, man. I, I still, to me, that's still showing that something's missing here. So that's why it's always, it's always something like this going to happen. That was not, that wasn't a good one there. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that response at all, man. And, and you know what, fam? And that's why people feel like this. He ain't lying. Well, that's the wrong one. Yeah. That's right. That's why we feeling like that.
we feeling like that because that is not the response that I'm looking for after you bungled last year. You have to have, you got to have some type of new frame of thinking coming into this season. I didn't like that response, man. It's like, you know, Adebo and Alante have kind of alternating first team reps at the outside corner spot. Is that kind of the plan going to training yeah, camp? Look, yeah, we'll evaluate as we go into training camp. But yeah, the, I mean, like I said, there's a ton of competition. Um, and, and uh, you know, playing time and starting jobs, those are all earned. And you got to really come out and earn it every single year. And so um, the great thing about it is I feel like those two particular players that you just mentioned, both of them are fully capable of being starters and playing at a high level for us. And so, uh, but we're going to let that, that competition play out. Dennis, I know it's a little broad, but what do you like about Alante? Like, what's the first thing that you like most about Demeanor, him? the way that he plays the game. Um, look, yesterday he got beat on the deep ball comes back the next time he's out there, intercepts it to, to end the game in a two-minute situation. So uh, the moment's not too big for him. Um, he's highly competitive, and uh, he's got a short-term memory, and, and you have to be able to have that uh, when you play corner in our league. Dennis, what is your view uh, considering the Saints are one of those handful handful of teams plus as far as the fullback? You know, Adam Apprentice, I know you could trust him, but you still – Beautiful back as a solid position. Yeah, look, it, it, that role, whether he his his name in the program says fullback next to it, or it says tight end next to it, or H back next to it, doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but that role is something that we feel like is important. Um, you know, and, and and quite honestly, the fact that there's not many fullbacks in our league and there's not many two back teams in our league, um, it makes it difficult on the defense because you don't spend a lot of time defending them. I know it's kind of an obvious question, but how, how much of a lift does it give the franchise when you when you can acquire a quarterback like that who has that kind of ability and, and, and that kind of experience? How much of a, a boost can that give? Yeah, I, I think I think this. I think um, you know, quarterback is the most important position on the field, um, and when you have a, a a highly skilled player, a highly intelligent player, a guy that works the way that Derek does, uh, a guy that has the type of leadership qualities that Derek has. Um, you know, that's going to filter throughout the whole football team, players and coaches. Um, and I think that gives you uh, a lot of confidence going into the season. We've had a couple of months with Brian Brzee now. Has, has anything stood out to you maybe different than what you thought you were getting at the beginning? Yeah, look, I, I think – you know, I, we, we, you can see on tape that he was a, a highly skilled player. He's athletic. He's got really good size. He fits our prototype in terms of what we're looking for interior. Probably a little bit more sudden, a little bit more quick than maybe what I anticipated. Uh, the things I've been most pleased with is really his intelligence level and his work ethic. Um, he's worked extremely hard throughout this, you know, offseason and, and – uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, looking for him to be a, a key contributor for us. Did something happen to Chris Olave between yesterday and today that he wasn't out there? Yeah, he wasn't feeling as good today. Um, I think it was maybe a little uh, Achilles inflammation or something, but nothing that we're worried about. All right, that's enough in Dennis Allen. But listen, what I'm saying is like in terms of, uh, of the Saints needing to kind of do what they got to do, you know what I'm saying, in terms of because a lot of this stuff is banking on really on, uh, you know, not just the newest acquisitions uh, to the team. It's also something that's tied to the, to the, to the head coach. 
And it's not you. We can't. And that's why a lot of like if you look at the Saints roster and what they've added, you 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 added Derek Carr. The Saints are still improving the wide receiver room. They've added two deep threat wide receivers with special team applications that are versatile people. The tight end room is solid. The running back room is solid. The offensive line is fortified. You know, they got the uh, the same unit back from last year. They're looking for some synergy there. So a lot of the things that we were missing last year, the Saints have now. So, you know, and then they had some change, they had some change up on the, the, the defense and also a little on offense when we add new coaches. You got Coach Barone coming in, the, the coach to tight ends. I'm really excited about that. You know, you have Jari Evans added as an assistant offensive line coach. I'm excited about that. You have from the defense, Ty Grantham. We played his interview for the first time yesterday about what he, you know, how he sees the defensive line and how they're looking for it. They do have a lot of, you know, new players, free agents and draft picks and undrafted guys that'll be kind of added into the defense and new coaches there, new defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. Love Joe Woods. Love him. So, the, the, the thing is, like, I see the turnover, the new added, the new the players here. Well, what changes Dennis Allen's perspective? I know Joe Woods makes his job easier, but easier for what? What is he going to do with that? I mean, you see what I'm saying? Because this is we're not being considered for Super Bowl. Nobody's saying, none of these guys, and as we get closer to training camp, you, you're going to find it hard-pressed for people to say the Saints going to the Super Bowl today. People would literally like laugh at you and even some of them to the extent of throwing, but uh, you know, tomatoes at your, your butt for saying that the saints are going to the super bowl, but any other year, like if you have this type of roster, especially offensively speaking, and you got Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, a healthy Mike Thomas, Taysom Hill, Elvin Kamara, Jamal Williams. Come on, Kendra Miller. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Sometimes during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers. The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker. Cozy up to all the holiday classics like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8 Film Collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plans, streams, and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. And then we're not even talking about, you know, the addition, Jawan Johnson looking really solid. Uh, Foster Monroe added to the mixture, you know. So the Saints, this is a solid unit that should be, you know, considered to be one of the top five offenses, you know, predicting wise. Now, they hadn't, you know, done too much in terms of, you know, you know, just doing the training, you know, the minicamp stuff and little practices here or there. But. You're thinking about, I'm like, man, this team, offensively speaking on paper, this team should be considered a top five potential unit in the NFL with all of this stuff. You know, we, we're going we're gonna to mortalize these people, like in the words of uh, 
the great demo from the Three Stooges. We're going to mortalize these defenses out here with all of these weapons. But why is it so hard to press to hear the Saints? Man, the Saints going to the bowl this year. You know why? Because Dennis Allen, man. Dennis Allen squashes a lot of that because, like, well, who your coach is? And could the team win despite its coach? No. It, they couldn't do that last year. You, you can't you, – the team emulates the mindset or the personage of the guy sitting on top of him. I'm sorry to tell you that. And in that light, what has he done to improve his coaching method as opposed to go back to what he said last year, which was everybody could do better. We can all coach to be – I'm not asking you about that man over there or that man over there. I'm talking about you. So how can you hold anybody accountable when you can't even speak to you, to who you are or what you are about? If you asking me questions, that's like people asking me questions, say, Q, what do you think about that? And then I start referencing other people and saying, well, Brother Gundam thinks this way. And, I, you know, it, that would kind of be weird. You know what I'm saying? You know? But that's all I'm saying, man. It's just a lot has to be said about that because I'm not going to give Dennis Allen a pass on that because it's certain things that have to happen from a coaching perspective with him. He has to improve as a coach for the Saints to go to that next level. That's the key point. Anyway, let's let's roll over to Cam. This is Cam interview, fam. Everybody looks great. Every like everybody looks special without pads. You say what you want about it. Make the stories how you're going to feel about it. I don't care until we get the live bullets. I mean, I think right now everybody's working on technique, which is phenomenal. And I love that we can come together as a team and, you know, put put some games on film, put some situations on film. Um, and again, everybody looks going to look great in a two minute drill with no pads on and everybody everybody's zoned in. Give it, you know, give me give me that two minute drill in training camp when everybody got pads on, everybody's tired. We've gone through 14 periods and things are getting thick. Give me, give me that feel, and then we can talk about it. I know it's on the side of the ball, but what do you think that's special for He's amazing. Uh, everybody's amazing without pads. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, I don't, uh, you know, Derek Carr, the focus that he brings, I love how competitive he is. The first day, I thought that was a little, that's a boy. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, every, everybody that takes the field, you see DC, his focus, his drive, you know he can win in this league and at the same time. I didn't, you know, you don't know how competitive he is until he gets out. He's like, bro, he's like, I love the way the defense is coming after me. Like, you know, it feels like when I was here, I was throwing whatever it is, and like it would be allowed to be caught. Here, you guys are contesting everything. I don't know any different. All we know is the same play. Are you ever going to get to the point where you don't want all the reps? I, don't, I was fighting for reps today, and I didn't get any. I'm just like, I'm, I get it as many can, but I don't get it. I want them all. Uh, I don't know. If, if I don't want them all, I don't know what that means for me. Every every time you know we take the field, there's opportunities there, and I want every opportunity. I don't know how to answer that. Every, at, I, I thought at the end of last season we were looking pretty good. Um, are we? Were we not? I think we beat Philadelphia. Like we ended the year well. Uh, that being said, you know I I think that we have a lot of we have a lot of poise in a, in a position to be good. Um, but who cares about? June, you know, you don't win any games in June. You 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 win the mentality in June. You can put yourself in position to be to win games in June just with everybody being here and being bought in. But until we put pads on, until we actually take the field, I can say we look great. I can say it looks phenomenal. Everybody looks fast. You can see Olave go over top somebody uh, yesterday. You saw, you know, uh, the tight ends making some plays today in the middle. 
let's put the edge on to see if we're making the same plays. And then we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. I like the way Alante was breaking on the ball yesterday. I mean, there's a lot of great things that are happening on both sides of the ball. And at the end of the day, you can't win Sunday just quite yet. When will you be able to gauge it? Are, are, is it Somewhere be training in training camp, camp. Always in training camp. Okay. You know, you're not, you know, you're going to say your second or second preseason game, you're going to have a feel for what you can do. Um, but just like any year prior, once we get in the season, those first couple games, that's going to be telling. When we, when we get to those highs, we need to see if we can't reach a higher peak, if we can't stay consistent on that peak. Um, last year or two, you saw great games and you saw not so great games. If you can have a great game and then your your worst game is still great, that's when you know you have an excellent team. What is a column? Sanders. Yeah, he goes by Bink, so we call him Bink. Look, uh, he's, look, when people come in with nicknames already, I don't, I don't argue that. Yeah, you, you said Colin. I, in fact, I called him Kalen, and he got mad at me. So, like, Bink, um, I love the idea that he's a nose tackle, and he, like, embraces that. And at the same time, he still got some wiggle. Uh, and he has that, you know, he has that, that, that mentality that it brought from Kansas City, like, this is how we won, this is how we did this, and this is how we did this. And we're going to accept all of it. I mean, what, what do we want to do? We want to win. And he's, he's seen success at the highest level twice. You know, um, and we're trying to we're trying to absorb everything you can from him. He's like, yo, we ran a game and this will work here. If it was effective here, great. I'm going to take all of that because this is how we ran games. This was effective. This was ineffective. This is how we want to better ourselves. Let's, let's make something magic. Hey, I love that, man. That is, that that That's game right there. Cam talking about big, as he called. <laughs> Kalen Saunders. Now, I love that, man. He's that vocal, and Cam is really accepting of it, man. Cam want that, want that bowl. You know, he want that chip. So, yeah, I, lo- I love that, man. Um, you talked about uh, who, you talk about Shepard now. You know, you, Big Shep, I think he's a three technique I really didn't know about. Um, but I think he's got some promise there. I can't wait to put pads on and be like, all right, this is what he's good at. Because I'm gauging, I'm gauging get-offs off of no pads. And, again, everybody looks faster than no pads on when you're a wide three and, you know, the situation is what it is. Let's see when we put pads on, how you're going to tighten up. And you see we get a slide our way. You know, we actually get the tight end chip. We're not catching tight end chips without pads. This is 7 on 7 at its finest. This is this is the time where fans get excited because everybody looks fast. Duh. There's, there's not much to think about. We're, you know, we're catching – we're just catching your vanilla right now. Let's see what happens when you start throwing this, you know, your additives. Um, then, of course, you talk about – uh, Fowski and, and uh, my coach keeps calling him Brees. It's gonna mess me up. Brian Brian Brzee. Um, I, I love the way that you know they're cultivated. Uh, just just getting new energy uh, on the ground. The way Brzee Brzee starts takes the uh, information at hand. He's like, I can make it mine. Everything he, everything you tell him, he's like, Yep, got it. You don't got it yet. But I love I love the mentality that you're willing to accept it. You know, uh, Big Isaiah. Isaiah is like so hungry to learn. He's like, hey, how did I place my hand? And you love to see it because that reception is going to be able to propel all of us as a, as a team to be a little bit better. If we can all be just better as people, better as a, as a DN, better as a D-tackle, whatever it is, it's going to make us a better D-line, which in, which in turn, as you saw this last Super Bowl, if you have a great D-line, you can win a Super Bowl. Not from last year. Love the game, Cam. Okay. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure when we played them over in Las Vegas, there was, there was a time for that. Um, you could tell me his stats better than I, than I can tell you. 
me, I look at I look at him with what he brings to the table now, and I love what I see. Again, I see that competitive edge. I see what he wants to do, how he's talking to wide receivers. You see that that I'll say a vernacular experience that is a, is a great quarterback when you have checkdowns, when you have you know bringing in wide receiver, you have motion out, and he's controlling all of it already. You're getting excited about it. So you tell me how great he is in the fourth quarter, and I'm just gonna love it. Man, love Cam, man. Shout out to Cam Jordan, man. Love that brother. All right, Bruce Bro says, I need to know how Winston's panic management is working. He holds it longer than needs sometimes, and then he's prone to a panic throw. He has the arm to be a, a, a punter, but yeah, age should help. All right, thank you, bro. Shout out to you, Bruce Bro. And, you know, a lot of this we'll be seeing, but, you know, from what I've been seeing from Jamison Camp, man, uh, you know, some of the footage that I've been looking at and from here and from Jamison, Jamison is doing all right, you know. The, the thing, one of the big things, like from last year, the, the year and the year before that, you know, he was dealing with all the injuries. He was tore up there. Then he made it through that round of injuries, picked up more injuries. And then uh, I guess it's a blessing to a degree when, you know, he came back off of his injuries and the Saints had him on, a, on the active roster, but he was a third string wide receiver. He, you know, was just sitting there holding the clipboard and cheering on. Uh, you know, the teammates and everything like that. You, you really didn't get to see him get out there, even in the final game of the season. But I guess it was a blessing, too, because, you know, him sitting there, he was able to truly heal up, and then he goes through the offseason, and he's completely uh, healthy and going through the motions. And I guess that, that definitely makes you a lot different when you didn't have to, when you're trying to train and, you know, improve yourself, and then you have to get healthy while you're doing it. He didn't have that issue this year, so... You know, hopefully we'll see some things from him. But from what I'm hearing, he's been having a pretty solid uh, uh, couple of practices going on. Like like Cam said, we won't see a lot of the the, the real big things or the really positive or uh, not positive, but, you know, some more telling things as we get into the when we get to the big camp. You know what I'm saying? When everybody start putting on the pads, as Cam say. All right, fam. So Indu, Indy Parker, he definitely dropping some facts, man. I love everything what he was saying, especially when he was talking about uh, big as it's, I, I didn't know the man's name. He had a nickname. Uh, Kalen Saunders is known as big and, he, and Cam said he got mad at him. for calling. <laughs> he got mad at him for calling him that, you know? So anyway, let's listen to, to Taysom Hill, another interesting uh, fellow. Let's hear from Taysom for a few minutes and then we'll close out with Tyron Matthew. Here we go. More sleep, you know, this, uh, this summer than you know, the last, last six, seven weeks, but it's been great. You know, number two has been um, a ton of fun and super memorable for me and my family. And um, so, yeah, it's been it's been great. Hey, Jason, these all seasons kind of run together for you now, I guess. <laughs> How is, is this one different than any previous ones or is it pretty much the same? Uh, in terms of like what I have done specifically yeah. from a team side or what? Yeah, well, I guess from the team side. Um, it's, it's hard. I, I feel like we're starting to figure out what, like, what is normal again. I felt like 20 and 21 was just so abnormal that, you know, I, I don't know what that is now, but, um, look, I, I think we, we've had a lot of change here in the last few years. And I feel like, you know, being here the last few days with the guys and the team, I felt like everyone is gelling really well. I felt like offensively, like we were in a, a really good place. Um, and I was, I was super pleased to, to see that, to be part of that. And um, so I, I think, man, I, my, 
what I was expecting and what I saw and everything else was all super, super positive. Uh, it's been great, man, Derek, I think Derek has, has come in here and, and he like brings a presence, you know, like a great leadership. Here's a guy that's, that's played a lot of football and he's been super productive throughout his career. And so he steps in the locker room and you feel that and uh, you know, his presence in the huddle and you know, what his expectations are from the guys around him, what he expects from himself. It's like all the things that you want as a leader. Um, and that didn't take long for me to, to pick up on that and, and see that. Oh, it's been fun. Yeah. I, I don't really, you know, we have conversations and stuff with the coaches, but I'm kind of like, I, you know, show up and I just try to try to be ready for whatever it is. Um, but it's good. I, I think we're trying to find this happy medium and happy balance of like, Hey, let's, let's be realistic with, with what we're going to ask you to do this season. Um, and make sure that you're getting the, the time and reps on, on those things. And man, I thought the last three days has been really great, um, from that standpoint and that communication between me and the staff and, and what that is, is, has been really good as well. You had such sort of shifting roles. So completely different roles from year to year. Does, does it feel like now you're sort of settling into something based on, you know, kind of knowing what the expectation is and not completely changing year year. Yeah, I think this year is the first time that, you know, we've been able to go back and we've looked at, you know, 17 games and looked at rep count, where that was and what I was being asked to do. And so now we can take, hey, this is like the last 17 games and where your rep count was, you know, where you lined up. And, and now we can tailor that to you know, what they're asking me to do on the practice field. And then, you know, the, the hope is, is that we start to expand that, you know? Um, and so as a starting point, I think that's what we've done the last few days and we'll continue to have these conversations and push the envelope of, you know, Hey, maybe we do this or, you know, maybe we put you in this position. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. What part of the role maybe lends itself most naturally to an expansion? I mean, obviously, you know, you're doing quarterback, and like you said, you've yeah. seen at least three different roles just this week. What area maybe has the biggest area for growth in, you know, in a snap kind of sense? Yeah, I think maybe doing more as like a receiver, you know, I, I think that's kind of stuff that hasn't been explored a ton uh, with me uh, here the throwing stuff as a quarterback or running, you know, that stuff, we've been doing that for a long time and that's come really natural for me. I, I think running routes and catching balls and stuff, that was, that was a foreign thing um, for me. And I, I th also think because of that, we haven't done a ton of it. And, and I think there's some opportunities there that, that we just haven't explored yet. So uh, as I look at next season, I, I think the, hope and the expectation is that, that that's expands a, a little bit. And, you know, I think the nice thing is, is I'm put in different situations. I can go at it and say, Hey, if I was throwing the ball to me, I'll, like, I'm just going to do whatever I'd want, you know, the receiver to do if I was throwing it to him. And so having that perspective, I think has also helped me um, and maybe, you know, made that transition a little smoother. Okay, so just 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, somebody running running around and and uh, being thrown to. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're, you know, like I said, we, we have an open line of communication. And so as we look at the snap count, you know, how many carries was I averaging a game? How many times was I throwing the ball? How many times was I lined up as a tight end? And so maybe part of that is, you know, in the tight end room, part of that's in the QB room, maybe part of that's in working with JT, you know, with the running backs and um, hearing how he teaches and, and coaches these guys to read different fronts, you know? So I don't, I don't have a, an answer for you. I think it's trying to find, Hey, what are we going to ask you to do this season? And let's make sure that we're giving you the best opportunity to be successful. That's Taysom Hill. And, and the thing is interesting is fam. We all realize that, you know, Taysom Hill, uh, is, he's going to be an even more force with the saints. And um, we were anticipating him not having the same role with the saints, but, He's, it, it appears like if it's if it don't if, if it's not broken don't you know if it's not broke don't try to fix it. And Taysom Hill gets in there, he turns into a running back. Uh, he you know st- against a stacked box, he's still able to get yardage. It's it's just unbelievable how hard Taysom Hill runs and how fast he is. And him uh, operating as a tight end, as a wide receiver, as a running back in certain plays as a quarterback. My only critique or criticism of this Taysom Hill. Uh, packages that they like to run is it's not balanced like and maybe and I'm not saying it's because they're not giving them an opportunity to throw the ball it could be very well be Taysom Hill not taking the time to go through progressions and be a quarterback for that particular play you see what I'm saying because it's like last year we watched him we covered it he threw the ball like what 13 times or 19 times I think he was 13 of 19 for the entire season 13 of 19 something like that and I was like man uh, with him being back there, because he got a lot of reps per game, and he's given an opportunity to play quarterback, and you can see him in the shotgun, and you know he's in a shotgun, and he's three to four yards behind the, the center. He takes the snap, and then he just, you know, at times you can watch the footage like he'll, you know, rear back like he's about to throw the ball, and he just look and just, just take off running. So you know, it's just it's interesting. Also on the back end of minicamp, I don't know if you want to take anything from it as you can see him out there throwing the ball there looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats and place your entry it's as easy as that if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than seven million players who have already signed up right now. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Just visit PrizePicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at PrizePicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, it kind of took Hayner's reps away to give it to Taysom Hill. And... And, and like I said, the full Monty uh, style of Taysom Hill packages, you can't really dispute it because wherever he's back there, he's a force and you got to account for him. So you're trying to get the ball in playmakers hands as much as possible. I just kind of wish that we can kind of get the the the, the play, Taysom Hill package to be more balanced in terms of it not being so predictable. Because when you with Taysom Hill's out there, they all go up to the line of scrimmage and prepare for a run. They do not respect him as a quarterback. I'm just saying that's the defense has reacted. He has to give them a reason to respect him by throwing the football accurately down the field. And Taysom is not doing that. So they crouch up to the line every time he come in there because they know what time it is. So it's kind of one dimensional. So we need to kind of balance that to make it a little bit more effective. Okay, let's go to Taysom. I mean, not, not Taysom. We're going to go away from Taysom to Tyron Matthew. Get a few thoughts from uh, the defensive back. Here we go. Defensively, um, you know, it's always a point of um, you know, I think, you know, last year we, I want to say it was about 11 games we played that were like one score games. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of that, a lot of times it comes down to, you know, can we create a turnover? Can we get the ball back to our offense? You know, and try to put our team you know, in a position to win the game. So, yeah, I mean, we've definitely been, you know, talking about it, harping on it. And, you know, hopefully, you know, in camp, you know, we can work on it and create those turnovers and then, you know, kind of let it carry us throughout the year. This big picture here. I mean, we just talked to Taysom Hill. He talked about kind of the positive vibes he's feeling. I know this is off season. It's the time of year when everybody kind of feels that. But have you noticed anything in particular? I mean, it feels does feel like there's a lot of energy. It does, man. Um, you know, I think last year we obviously we had a good locker room. You know, I feel like we had good players. Um, but just something different about this year. Um, you know, a lot more guys were you know at OTAs. You know, at off-season workouts, uh, you know, obviously, you know, mini camp, everybody's here, um, showing their face and putting their hand in the pile, and um, you know, it's it's like a camaraderie, you know, a brotherhood, and um, you know, I think we all kind of feel it right now. Yeah, and can you feel it when you bring a leader like a Derek Carr to your quarterback? Yeah. I mean, a guy can that lift the locker room? Absolutely, absolutely, man. And, um, you know, not to take nothing away from Jameis or, or Andy. Um, you know, obviously those guys work hard, and you know they had some success in this league. They're very talented. Um, but you know, I think you can get a quarterback like that. Um, you know, a guy that's kind of proven it for you know ten years that you know he can get it done. Um, I think it adds to the team. Like I think this team believes like we're probably like one or twelve teams that like has a legitimate you know chance to like go the distance. So. Uh, we all believe that right now. Thank you, Doug. Can I ask you one off topic? Uh, that, that's that's what I like. Are you going to go see Regis Saturday night? Nah, man. Uh, I already got plans with the kids. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be at the Nickelodeon Resort. So, <laughs> I'm booked. But he did reach out to me. He wanted me to uh, walk him out. Um, so, which I thought I thought that was, like, reserved for, like, rappers. You know what I mean? Like, I, but, the Regis program. You know, I would have walked him out if I was chat. in town. But, uh, you know, uh, fortunately, I won't be here. But. You know, obviously, you know, best of luck to him. Are you going to be watching LSU baseball? For sure, for sure. Um, 
yeah, man, the Tigers on fire right now. Uh, you know, obviously the football team had a great year, and you know the women's basketball team did that thing. And so now, man, it's all it's all about the baseball team right now. Shout out to the Tiger baseball team, man. Big things popping. Maybe what's a little unique about this game? Well, uh, he's a playmaker. Um, you know, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, I think at the cornerback position, you have to have confidence and, and be willing to, uh, you know, challenge, you know, receivers. So, you know, I think he definitely has that mindset. Um, I mean, he can run with the wind. You know what I mean? Um, he has good ball skills. And uh, I think the thing I'm most impressed with, you know, this year, obviously he had a pretty good rookie season. Uh, but this year he's kind of playing a new role. You know what I mean? He's not playing as much cornerback. He's focusing on nickel right now. And um, so just to kind of see that versatility, um, you know, come out of him, uh, which I think, you know, all defensive backs, we all should be versatile and, you know, able to play left and right, inside, outside. I think it only, you know, adds to the team and, uh, you know, adds to their game. What do you like about Marcus Robinson out here? Uh, he's intentional. You know, I think every day, um, you know, he's trying to intentionally get us better, you know, uh, techniques, um, formation recognition. Um, and the thing I'm, I like the most is, it's like every play he wants our eyes on the ball. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, I think obviously he played in this league a long time, and you know he's coached a long time. So, you know, I think the knowledge that you know he has, uh, I think we all can kind of benefit from it. All right, that's that's Tyron Matthew. Listen, that that's fantastic game from all the players. Tyron Matthew giving a shout out to the new secondary coach and 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 really what Coach Joe Woods has said this several times, family, when he talked about. Uh, what his role is going to be on the defense. Coach Woods is going to be a guy that pretty much coaches the, uh, he said, defensive backs, the cornerbacks, and Coach Robinson was going to coach the safeties because that's his forte. Coach Woods is a is a, 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 a secondary coach. Uh, well, I ain't going to call him that, but that's his, his, his fatigue, you know, his specialties there. And, uh, you know, you got Grantham on the defensive line. You still got Coach Hodges to the linebackers. And then, you, you know, that's what Coach Woods said, how he's going to handle it. So, it's pretty positive to hear that because it's a lot of turnover going on with the Saints right now in terms of having new coaches coming in there and to see and to kind of hear from these guys and seeing and hearing what they say, a lot of positive stuff about the new coaches that have been brought in. Man, listen, that's even more game. Also, a good game from Tyron is when he made mention of the fact that he's thinking, you know, it's something special about this team. I say it too, but I think, like I said, I think something – it's you know the saints have a squad they really do they have a squad but it kind it's kind of tempered because of the dennis allen factor that's all i can say man that's that's just what it is it, could that be a good and bad thing might be a, a little bit of both to be honest with you but in the end man let's see how it all goes all right so let's get back into it man let's do a quick recap and then i'm up out of here if you all have any questions y'all want to throw in that throw in there and keep it going. All right, so anyway, the Saints released defensive back coach, and this is something that we, you know, the Saints made some moves today, family, as you, if you didn't know, they did sign some people and release some people. You know, we're going to go over here. Uh, Saints released defensive coach uh, here, and they released defensive assistant coach following the final day of minicamp, and the Saints released defensive assistant Sterling Moore from the coaching staff. And this is Nick Underhill dropping it. The former NFL DB started as an intern for the Saints back in 21. He played seven years in the NFL. He joined the Saints in 2016, having 13 appearances with 12 starts. That season, Moore recorded 55 tackles. He had two interceptions, a team leading 
career high 14 passes defensed and a forced fumble. So Sterling Moore, uh, who been with the Saints for a while, you know, is he was a player and then he got on with the coach. The Saints put him in the street uh, here. So that's some news for the family members as well. Also to make mention of the fact that the Saints did sign some people uh, to the team today. And we covered it here. They signed two wide receivers with kick return applications and put some undrafted guys in the street. Uh, undrafted running back Sheradrick Thompson. I really like that kid. He was put in the street right there. Offensive lineman Yusir Durant, who's been with the squad since last year on the practice squad. Wide receiver rookie Malik Flowers was also put in the street. All those un- guys, undrafted guys were released. The sources Phil Yates from ESPN. And then the Saints signed wide receivers Kiki Kute and Lynn Bowden Jr. to add on to the team. Of course, we talked and covered both of these players that the Saints have added to the squad. Both of them, like I say, have special teams applications. They're both very fast wide receivers with a lot of versatility. And I'm very excited about the Lynn Bowden uh, move for the Saints because he he's a guy that can do a lot of stuff for you. I'm really excited about them getting Lynn Bowden and him bringing him into the wide receiver room. So the Saints wide receivers, man, they get a boost here, you know, adding these guys along with the rest of the guys that we have there in the in the wide receiver room. So that and also the Saints have another signing to admit. The Saints did sign today former Ohio State center Billy Price. So the Saints brought this guy in, tried him out. Another Buckeye is headed to New Orleans. The Saints added another former Ohio State football player to their roster on Thursday. So they signed former Buckeye center Billy Price, who becomes the seventh former Ohio State player on the Saints' current roster. So without Peyton, the Saints still adding uh, Ohio State guys. Price joins Ohio State wide receivers Chris Olave and Mike Thomas, cornerbacks Marshawn Lattimore and Bradley Roby, linebacker Pete Werner, and defensive tackle Jaron Cage as Buckeyes currently under contract with the Saints. Entering the sixth year in the NFL, Price has now joined his fifth different NFL team. He spent most of last season with the Cardinals, started the final 11 games at center for the Cardinals. Price started his career with the Bengals, playing three seasons in Cincy before being dealt to the Giants, where he started 15 games in 21. He spent time with the Raiders practice squad last season before signing with the Cardinals, and Price is likely to be a backup on the Saints' interior offensive line behind starting center Eric McCoy and guards Andrews Pete and Cesar Ruiz before signing price. The Saints were also interested in bringing in fellow former Ohio state center and Remington trophy winner, Pat Elfin for a trial. However, Elfin opted not to participate in the trial because he's still looking for an opportunity to start. And that's coming directly from Nick Underhill. Shout out to him. All right. So there we go. So the Saints adding a few players. You got Billy, big Billy price from Ohio state. They also add uh, a couple of guys, some wide receivers uh, to the mixture. They also put several undrafted guys in the street, as well as a defensive assistant uh, DB coach, uh, Sterling Moore. He's going as well. And of course, we call it the day three takeaways and observations so far. So a lot going on, man. But yeah, you're looking at Price as a guy that that's mostly like the article references, and it was pretty accurate about the Saints having a center or like a veteran center to back up if McCoy has issues or whatnot. So the Saints doing their due diligence, bringing some people in here. But I, like we, we've seen, the Saints have focused during, you know, this minicamp period of adding wide receivers and special teams acumen and also adding some offensive linemen uh, to kind of more fortify the center position. And what does it going forward as we get closer to 
uh, training camp do the Saints ultimately decide to bring in veterans to kind of help out the interior defensive line and maybe a linebacker of some sort. We are all in that. That is, we still a ways away, but this is the final day of Saints mini camp and it came and went just like that. So anyway, it's all good. Tedra, shout out to you, says that new center guard, good. He, I mean, he got a lot of experience, man. I remember seeing him in a few games with the matter of fact, with uh, what was it, the Cardinals? I'm seeing him a couple of games with the Cardinals. He got a lot of starting experience. I'm gonna have to look him up to give you a more in-depth look at him, bro. But we'll be studying, we're gonna study some film on him. I'm gonna do probably a film breakdown on Patreon, uh, uh looking at him and a couple of these guys that they signed. So usually when we get these new guys on the squad, we got to go to the tape and see what kind of value. I'm going off of memory from Lynn Bowden Jr. because I remember what he did at Kentucky in the SEC, and he was pretty spectacular. So we're gonna look at film on all these guys on our Patreon special. So much love. All right, Ramsey. Hey, Q, just wanted to let you know that I, okay, all right, man. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. My condolences to you. All right, two weeks ago. All right, I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Um, blessings and all the love and support from the Who Dad family, the great Saint Thank Tank to Brother Ramsey, you know, uh, and my condolences to you, my friend, uh, to your family uh, for that, man. I know that's very tough, man, when uh, you lose a family member, bro. Like I said, you know, I've been through that. Uh, last year, my my baby sister died, and it was one of the hardest things that I ever, you know, my best friend died two years ago, Eddie Tumeen Johnson from the Ring Kings box, and he started that thing with me, and I've just been keeping it alive in his honor, but, you know, I lost my best friend about two and a half years ago, and then lost my sister last year, so you can see how hard that is when you lose your best friend, and then you lose your baby sister, and we were really close, so, yeah, a lot of that is very tough, man, and it just... It's just submenu, you know, that, you know, it's submenu where you just gather the the most, the, the power, the most positive things or the views that you have or the, the love that you have for these people. And then how I do it is I take it, I crystallize that, and then I use it as motivation. And then I, whatever I do, moving through life, like my endeavor here in Bill, I'm the platform over the years, I dedicate that to their memory. And that makes, that gives me even more fuel to go on and do what needs to be done to carry it to the next level. So that's how I, you know, dealt with it. And it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just something, man, everybody got their way of dealing with it. So, you know, just bro, that's a tough thing, but listen, man, uh, love, much love to you and your family. My condolences fam, much love, bro. Sorry to hear that, man. But I know you was telling me that they, he was going to have some complications for, uh, you know, a few weeks now. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I didn't know that. So thank you for letting me know, brother. Appreciate you. Thoughts and prayers. All right, fam. So um, with that being said, I, I like to thank all of you guys, man, for, for chiming in on this episode of the show, man. Shout out once again to Brother Ramsey and his family. Uh, like I said, death in the family, man. It is when you lose a sibling and friends and people, it is very hard. Like you're losing a parent, very hard that, you know, you know that. Uh, they transition to a higher life and we know the funeral procession is mostly for us here, but at the end of the day, man, you know, it's just, it's a difficult thing to deal with. And it does, it takes a lot, man. It really does. I, I still, from time to time, uh, you know, understand, man, I really do. All right, family. So listen, much love to the fam. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here on the show. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. So you know, I see what we got going on. I might open up the phone lines tonight. We got a Pelican post game report stream. We're going to do uh, talking about a lot of the stuff that's going on with the Pels right now. Pels on fire. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of uh, stuff going on there in the world. We're going to cover some of it. 
uh, as well. So like I said, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Thank you guys. Uh, a lot of family members still telling me about their um, not getting the notifications. Uh, I'm still working on getting a secondary notification system for the family members. I'll be sharing that information in the next couple of days where you can sign up. And I want everybody to sign up. I'll be posting this stuff all over the place on the website and the comment section so people can hit that and sign up because if this thing disappears, you know why you know where you can find me at at the whodaddaily.com. We'll still be producing content. So just to let you know. With that being said, I'm gonna get out on that. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep your heads up and your hearts open. And we're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Yeah. Like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Daily.com. That's right, the who that daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a who that you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, who that daily.com 
It's your site. TheHootAtDaily.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.